Welcome to the Live in Everett podcast, where we explore good things in Everett, Washington. My name is Garrett Hunt. And I'm Tyler Chisholm. Welcome to the Live in Everett podcast, episode number 55, which is brought to you with support from People's Bank, a locally owned and operated independent community bank since 1921. For a higher level of service for all of your banking needs, visit the team at their flagship branch right here in downtown Everett at 2702 Colby. So Tyler, how goes? Man, it's hot. I mean, it's like really nice out and I'm glad yeah. the sun is here. Like, like the weather today. is so freaking nice. It's I'm like out of my uh, sads mood, you know, but I will say that our podcast recording suite, um, aka our conference room, aka the comp, is hot and I'm, you know, it's a little toasty. I'm a little bit worried about what it's going to be like in August in here trying to do the podcast. Yeah, we just moved into this office a few months ago, so it's a little nerve-wracking as the uh, summer continues to get warmer. We'll, we'll have we to see how that goes. We rented it in the winter, so yeah. Might have to uh, get some fans going. So How you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. I have my uh, comedy performance tonight, uh, my first stand-up routine uh, that I'm doing as a part of uh, Corey Michaelis's Everett Comedy College, and uh, I'm, I'm excited. It, I was really kind of worried about it leading up to it it took me a lot of time it was a lot harder than i expected to uh, write my set and kind of put my little act together Um, but now that i have it together i've worked really hard on memorizing it so now i'm feeling a lot more confident so So what's next after this they're going to keep are you going to try to get booked on the tonight show or try out for snl or nope just a one time just for funsies why not you know, it's just like one of those things I've never done before. That- it's pretty cool. You know, like I'm really glad that I didn't do it <laughs> now that I know how much time and effort that it's taken. Um, I, I told you this yesterday, would- joking around. It was the hardest thing I've done since last year's food truck festival. Wow. It's a different kind of hard, Yeah, but I mean, it's been, it's been challenging. I mean, it's vulnerable totally. to stand up in front of people yeah. and say, Hey, look at me. I'm going to make you laugh now and tell you. <laughs> Uh, you know, details about my personal life. <laughs> the thing about it is, though, is you really are an actually funny person. Some of the funniest jokes that, you know... It's debatable. I mean, yeah. You're pretty mild-mannered, but your jokes and your puns and your sense of humor is pretty good. So I'm, oh, I'm excited for it. <laughs> Thanks, man. So anyway, today on the podcast, we have our pal Alex Lark from the Everett Planning Commission. Uh, mm-hmm. Alex is here to talk about the proposed Metro Everett Plan and uh, how it will impact downtown Everett in the future. Uh, we're happy to have Alex on the show. Thanks for being here. And I am happy to be here. This is fantastic. Thank you for having me. Cool. Yeah, yeah I appreciate welcome. it. I'm, and like I was just telling you, I actually live in the Metro Everett zone, so I'm like extra excited to uh, kind of hear about it and, and what's going on and, and all that. And so, uh, yeah, it'll be good. But uh, before we jump into things uh, with Alex here, a quick shout out to one of our awesome local sponsors, uh, Mazatlan Mexican restaurant. Uh, Mazatlan has daily happy hour from three to seven and nine to close. They have delicious margaritas made from scratch and you can check them out right here in downtown Everett at 1325 Pacific Ave, or you can find them online at www.themazatlanmex.com slash Everett. And real quick plug, speaking of Mazatlan, we're actually doing a taco eating contest. Do you like tacos, Alex? Oh, absolutely. You should totally come out. It's going to be uh, May 8th, all-you-can-eat street tacos, 20 bucks to enter, $200 in prizes. Uh, there's limited spots available, so don't delay. You can sign up over on the website, liveineverett.com slash shop. 
Did you do the taco contest last year? Uh, no, but I, they are really good tacos. And honestly, I mean, everyone's a winner when you get into a taco eating contest. So. <laughs> I don't know. I did it last year and I was feeling pretty damn terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm going to do it again. But when I did it last oh, year. Oh, you are going to do it again. Yeah, rise to the yes. challenge. I like it. Well, it's street tacos this year. So I feel like. That might be a little bit better. I don't know. Maybe not. I guess it's all the same. If it was the regular tacos, you'd feel too full still from last year. Okay. Street tacos. I I can go to town on those. Okay. So with the taco eating contest, the biggest challenge was flavor fatigue. Because there was a lot. There's just a lot of lettuce and like that kind of stuff. And um, if you you can't eat too fast because with the crunchy shell, you might cut your mouth. But the street tacos, there's nothing to give you flavor fatigue or pause to slow down your eating so i think it's gonna be great anyway that's enough about tacos let's talk let's Can't talk really about be you enough about tacos i mean <laughs> let's let's talk about something else oh clap 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 <laughs> so uh alex why don't you kind of just share uh some basics kind of about who you are and your background in everett oh yeah absolutely so i grew up a little bit north of everett mount vernon actually on a llama farm so uh oh wow yeah mm-hmm. very interesting animals very, lo- very like, long-necked cats very curious and then when you kind of go to engage with them they kind of wander away at least that's my, my experience with cats and llamas. Uh, no, yeah, so I grew up I grew up uh, there. I went to school at the University of Washington. Did you actually grow up on a llama farm, or are you messing with us? I, ki- I kid you not. I kid you not. We, it went through several stages. I don't know why it's so funny to me, but who it, grows up on a llama farm? <laughs> I, you know what? I, I know one other person, but they were alpacas, so it's a completely different experience. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so oh, okay. I, would, I um, grew up in Mount Vernon, but uh, I went to school at the University of Washington. And every time when I would, um, I would uh, go back home from the University of Washington, we'd always stop over at Everett because I took the sounder up here and then I'd meet my parents. We'd go home. Usually a giant bag of laundry in tow my freshman year, but, you know, college, right? Sure. And, uh, and then uh, after the University of Washington, uh, I, uh, I moved out to uh, Washington, D.C. Uh, there I worked, I worked for Senator Murray and Congressman Brian Baird. Uh, for about almost two years, just shy of two years on working on the Hill until the congressman retired. After that, I, um, I got hired by the Korean government. Uh, I worked at their embassy in D.C. for about two and a half years, uh, advising them and uh, working to you know improve U.S.-Korea relations. Uh, I was one of their chief go-tos for uh, protocol. So the two times when the president of Korea came to uh, we came to speak and do an address to a joint session of Congress. It was my job to work with the Speaker of the House's office and kind of get all that squared away. Was yeah. that John Boehner at the time? It was John Boehner, and uh, it, you know there was the there was there was Korean Embassy Alex, which was me, and then there was Speaker of the House office Alex, who also stole my name. So mm. we were we were dubbed the two Alexes because people are really original. But uh, yeah, 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 <laughs> nice. Yeah, and uh, it was great working there. I, I loved it. Um, but after about two and a half years, I was ready to kind of uh, challenge myself in new ways. So I decided to join the Army. Uh, I went through officer candidate school down in Fort Benning, Georgia, uh, commissioned as an officer, was placed into the reserves, and got attached to a unit out here, uh, the 175th Black Sheep. Very proud. Uh, we're a watercraft maintenance unit, so it's our job to maintain giant landing vessels for the United States Army. Uh, these vessels are used in a variety of uh, capacities from either you know putting materiel on, like, uh, beach or uh, ferrying. Uh, we used, like, just a few years ago, we did a, uh, a mission where we did a, the Cascadia Rising scenario where we were uh, working to bring in aid offshore onto the beach to support an area that had been hit by an earthquake. So that was mm. our training scenario. Okay. Yeah, it was really cool. 
And then, uh, you know, once I got out here, I was like, I guess I need one of those full-time jobs. <laughs> one uh, of those things. One of those things, yeah. And um, so I was very fortunate that a, a friend of mine had recently been hired at Housing Hope. And um, then uh, they referred me, sent my resume over. I, uh, I, I interviewed and started working for Housing Hope back in January 2015. And been working there ever since. And so I moved nice. to Everett in 2015, which makes me the third... The third generation in my family to uh, be engaged with Everett, so to speak, but the first one to really kind of set down roots here. Nice. Yeah, I, um, I my father spent some time here uh, when he was younger, but my grandfather in World War II was stationed at uh, Payne Field. Oh wow! Yeah, you know the audience can't see this, but this uh, bracelet I'm wearing is his ID tag. So oh yeah, cool. I have, yeah, I have it on at all times. Nice. Yeah. Right on. And then, what's your role at Housing Hope? Oh well, I would get just for some context. Oh yeah, Housing Hope. I am so fortunate to work at Housing Hope. We it is an honor and a privilege. And so, forgive me if I fanboy a little bit. Gosh, it's <laughs> it's. I'm I consider myself really really lucky. Um, Housing Hope, uh, for those who don't know, we have been uh, Housing Hope's been serving Snohomish County for over 30 years now. Uh, housing Hope provides affordable housing to families and children experiencing homelessness, but in addition to that, it also provides wraparound services. Uh, our College of Hope provides job training classes, adult life skills classes, ba uh, budget classes, uh, you classes for those people seeking to build home, uh, seeking to buy their first home. We also provide job training classes. Our partner organization, Hope Works which recently broke ground, you guys covered it, yep. on their project, uh, works with us to provide internships, additional uh, employment services, and we work with a variety of partners to bring those services to our families and families throughout the county. But on top of that, we also provide, and I think this is extremely critical, is trauma-informed child uh, childcare. Uh, our Child Development Center, Tomorrow's Hope, is a is a is an amazing tool that helps mitigate uh, and help and helps kids heal from the trauma of extreme poverty and homelessness. Oftentimes, when children have experienced uh, those two uh, those two situations, they are uh, they are not meeting their developmental milestones. So, work, uh, you know, engagement, uh, a lot of learning, and just a lot of love works to get those kids back onto the developmental milestones and get get them ready for uh, entering the school entering school. And so that helps break the cycle of poverty. And that's why, and that's really what sets us apart from so many agencies. We help break the cycle of poverty. So in your free time, when you're not, you know, in the army or um, saving, um, saving the world, generally speaking, um, you are on the Everett Planning Commission. I am. And uh, so what made you want to get involved with that? I am, uh, I am very passionate about planning. For me, so, uh, urban planning is a way to elevate people's lives. It's a, it's a way that we can make people's lives better. We can tackle issues of equity. We can tackle issues of economic development. We can create opportunity through a better planned city. A better planned city can help with health, can allow access to uh, health care, can allow access to job opportunities. The space that we build does so much to define our future. It's really worth making sure that we put the thought into it. Uh, the community uh, buy into it and really work to build a, a built environment that empowers just everyone. And so the planning commission, do you guys advise city council? Is that kind yeah. of how it works? Yeah, so we, we are a non-binding commission. We'll, we make suggestions to the, the council and uh, on a variety of land use issues from you know either working to develop the policy, working with, uh, working with uh, staff in the planning department who, by the way, are really fantastic. Uh, I, we work most closely with David. Uh, uh, David Stahlheim and Alan Giffen, who have just been fantastic and done so much to help us as commissioners. So 
want to give thanks where thanks are due. And then on top of that, and oh, and Neil Stegerson for this, uh, he's been heavily involved in this as well. S- fantastic support staff and uh, the entire department is incredible. But what we do is we work with them to kind of develop policy. We kind of, they work to craft, we advise, give feedback, ask questions and give guidance. And then we all work together, to put that package together and send that to the city council for approval. Where they, but then again, the city council also advises, consents and sends it back. And it's a, it's a dialogue. Yeah. That's cool. It is really cool. So Metro Everett, you have this, you have this document in front of you. It's got multiple pages. It says Metro Everett on the front of it. I've yes. definitely heard of it. I'm a little bit familiar with it, but I'm not as familiar with it as somebody who's maybe read that stack of papers. <laughs> I didn't know it was so involved. <laughs> yeah, War and Peace is definitely shorter than yeah. this thing right now. <laughs> uh, so uh, tell us what the Metro Everett plan entails. Well, first I'll tell you a little bit about Metro Everett. So Metro Everett is more or less basically the like the physical heart of the northern half of uh, of Everett it runs from the river to the sound and from a little bit uh, from Pacific all the way up to about Everett Avenue and there's some ancillary areas that are brought into it as well but that's the core area that we talk about the most and, and we think about the most so when you refer to Metro Everett that's the geographic or those are the boundaries that those, you're those are the about those are the approximate boundaries okay. uh, you know that's the sure when you just so you can conceptual for, for for folks can conceptualize yeah, sure. it yeah um, and so the uh, Metro Everett area is uh, a, it encompasses a lot of our what we consider our down uh, our downtown and uh, it consider it's also traditionally more dense than and has a higher heights uh, denser building uh, than most parts of Everett um, it's a, a place that's predominantly occupied by renters and has most of our uh, and has a lot of our more or less social scene tucked into it as well and so uh, th- this whole Metro Everett plan, it's all about um, kind of looking at changing some of those things as far as density, building height, limits. Um, yeah. That, that's the impression I get anyways. Absolutely, yeah. So the, uh, the goal for Metro Everett is, you know, so the Puget Sound Regional Council, uh, for those who are not familiar with it, is kind of the, you know, what we do for planning for the city, the Puget Sound Regional Council does planning for the entire region. And they kind of said, Everett, you are going to absorb, I mean, Snohomish County has 200,000, 250,000 people expected to be moving here in the next uh, you know, 10, 20 years. So Everett, your job is to absorb a large portion, uh, portion of that growth. So you need to put together a plan that'll do that. This current plan uh, is kind of putting together about 1,000 additional households in downtown Everett through rentals or how, how how be it. And so what, what that plan seeks to do is it seeks to, um, right, right now we have uh, our current status is you can do about a 12-story building in Everett approximately. There's Technically we have unlimited height in, in downtown Everett, but there's floor area ratios that, floor area ratios are a very complicated thing. They uh, are. People yes. have tried to explain them to me before and I'm still like, oh, I might get that. <laughs> More or less, like you can go high, but you have to have, like your, your footprint get smaller and smaller. So the total volume of the building is governed by the ratio of the total volume of the building square footage wise to the base platform that it's on. So if it's a thousand square foot uh, building and you have a a 12 to one floor area ratio, you can only, you can build like 15 stories tall, 30 stories tall, but they're going to be very teeny little, it's going to be very skinny tower because you have to keep that total square footage at 12,000. Is that, is that cool? Am I? Yeah, I feel like um, I get what you're saying just because people have tried to explain it to me multiple times. And so I, I, I grasp the general concept and I, I feel like 
that's that's basically it. Like I, I don't know. Did, does that make sense to you? I'll have you draw Tyler? a napkin later for me. Yes, I'll, I'll draw it on all the napkins. Um, <laughs> but like essentially, right now we have well, technically unlimited height, but there's constraints on it, so we can't. Unfortunately, we can't build a space elevator. Drat, right? <laughs> but the, can we build a ladder to heaven? Um, it's just stairways. Stairways to heaven. They're allowed. <laughs> Ladders. The, the the fire code. It doesn't allow it. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. Um, the essentially the way uh, Metro Everett stage now is it kind of it kind of uh, more or less wedding cakes. It's along Colby is its highest, and it kind of uh, gradually drifts down to the sides, so you can preserve view corridors. What we're doing right now with Metro Everett is we're working to kind of bump up that overall height so that you know the the Colby spine so to speak the highest point is going to be a bit higher and they're going to be able to still do that tapering effect down there to again to preserve view corridors and what this does is because right now one of the biggest challenges we have in our region is just the cost of building and uh, so with the cost of building we uh, we it's harder for developers to make a building pencil because when you really start getting over the hump of making a building break even and making a building profitable is higher and higher you go but at the same time, it also becomes more and more expensive. So it's, uh, it's a balancing act. And for the longest time with uh, the, way we were, uh, the way we were gov governing how space and buildings can be built, we just weren't allowing enough units to be put into a uh, building to do that. Why do we have a floor area ratio? You know, I, I don't know. It, it came on, uh, uh, it came on, well, I, 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 I've, heard some, I've heard some theories, but I, I don't want to speak definitively to it. Uh, I heard there was it was kind of post recession. We were kind of working with uh, it was a policy to kind of work with the market to try to incentivize building, but it may may or may not have panned out. But Florida ratios ultimately are have been used in other municipalities to govern the overall volume of buildings. But by and large, a lot of uh, a lot of um, urban planning shifting away from Florida ratios to design based, which is what we're doing. So we're we are working with best practices as we switch away from. Uh, floor area ratios to design-based um, structure. So, and again, we have a we had a great uh, seminar a few weeks a few weeks ago where we a listening session actually where we brought in developers and, and community members and we were getting information about you know what these incentives that we have how they work what's the design are the de, do as we explain the design standards in our in the uh, metro plan is it easy to digest because one of the goals of the metro plan is to streamline the whole permitting and development process with clear code um, re reduction in like exceptions and just making it more simple simplifying improving streamlining is one of the goals and so we got a lot of interesting and good feedback uh, from there and you know we're we're moving on and, and, and moving along and I'm really excited about it for me I'm a big advocate of allowing for taller buildings right in the very in the very downtown core I think that is a very for me I think there's a lot of benefit to uh, creating an urban space. There's a lot of economic development that uh, comes along with it. The more people you get into downtown Everett, the more people you can have at your local businesses, your local shops. And the easier you make it for a developer to do pre-development, the easier you make for it to have not, uh, to uh, build a building, The over, it helps keep the overall cost down. So it's a lot of, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then what's the timeline? Like, is this Metro Everett plan uh, at some point, I'm assuming, is it gonna be put before um, the citizens of Everett to vote on? Uh, no, it goes before the council. Okay, so yeah. it just goes to council. Goes to council. And then they make the decision to mm -hmm. either move forward with it or they say, oh, change these things or whatever it might be. Yeah, exactly. And uh, they, they've been 
continuously briefed as we make changes and we send uh, feedback. Uh, so they're continuously being briefed on this and they're asking questions and sometimes their questions uh, go into the the um, uh, the feedback they the council gives to the planning department goes in to uh, to the design standards or it goes into the plan then it comes before us and we weigh in that as well and it's again it's this really big dialogue uh, that's brought that's had several uh, it's had listening sessions and public hearings so there's been a lot of outreach for it and a lot of people have been adding input. So we probably don't know like when this might get passed. Right now, it's just kind of a thing that's uh, being worked on, and next year, next year is the yeah. plan. Okay, okay, gotcha. Yeah, uh, cool. we're we're gearing up to go to council and public comments, and so this is uh, we're in the final, roughly, if I recall correctly, the final the final twelve months, or maybe uh, eight, eighteen months. So there's not much. There's not. Too, it's not too much longer. Cool. That's exciting. Yeah, I'm curious about what some of the um, support has been like, and what some of the criticism has been like. Well, you know, there's been a lot of uh, a lot of people have come in and uh, said a lot of positive things about it. And uh, you know, the biggest thing is it, what it does do in a lot of ways is it, it is it brings it makes our our downtown more competitive. It allows for more people to be mo- to move down here. It allows for us to absorb the growth. It puts together a plan that will really support it, and it also puts together a trans. Also has a transit component too that'll really um, that would also allow for. Uh, greater connectivity to the region. It takes it. We the part of the plan, uh, part of the metro plan, also incorporates where we expect the siting of the light rail station to go, and so we're we're planning around that to make sure that you know when the light rail station comes that we're not putting that we are, we have the zoning around it to really maximize its effectiveness and mm. use. And uh, there's been a uh, yeah, it, it's it brings a lot of uh, brings a lot of strengths to the city and, and to the downtown area. Is this the critical mass? Bringing critical mass to downtown, ever more people, etc. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so, one of the nice things about so one of the, one of the nice things about this is going back is again the streamlining for uh, for permitting, uh, making it easier, simple to digest, know what you can build there. I'm curious if that's Councilman Roberts that's pushing a lot for that idea. Well, I, I, you know, I, I think there's a lot of voices asking for that because yeah. so boy howdy, the um, right now the. Uh, the, uh, the planning for Everett has a lot of like it has it has zones, then it has overlays, and then it has additional overlays, and there's just like dozens and dozens and dozens of like subcategories of space. This this takes it and reduces it immensely. So you you know what can be built there. You know that this is going to be a this is going to be a street that is a retail street. So you should be building your first floor is going to have a is going to be like about 12, 12 to fourteen feet tall with like uh, big glass windows so people can see. So there's retail on the floor, and then you can build from there. And it's uh, it's a very it's also done in very simple language as opposed to saying you know approximately 37 feet. Well, what does that mean? Like how many floors can I get in there? It's like no, it's going to be eight stories are authorized here, 12 stories are authorized here. And if you want to know how tall a story is, it is you know ranges from 10 to 12 feet depending on you know what you need to put between your floors. And so it gives you a very clear explanation of like what to expect, what you can build, how high you can go. And it's done in very plain English. And so when you're starting to put together a conceptual plan it, for a building, it just makes it a lot easier. And uh, there's also on top of that, some really excellent uh, affordable housing incentives in here. What's really nice is uh, all the incentive packages that are put together. Uh, there's pa- incentive packages around building parking that would allow for, um, that would say if you are a 
building developer and you want to make sure your parking is accessible to the public, you get an incentive for that. If you are a, nice. um, if you uh, if you put in affordable housing, you get a height incentive for that. Uh, if you are working to create, you know, public public art, you get incentives for that. There's a lot of really great place making incentives uh, in here uh, in the in the metro plan, and so and as well as affordable housing uh, plan uh, plans as well. So it's a lot of opportunity to make sure that we have a very inclusive, very vibrant, and a very thriving downtown. So I'm really excited about it. Yeah, that's cool. Do you think um, like I'm trying to envision as this starts to take root and the changes start to uh, take place over the over these coming years like what do you think downtown Everett's going to look like in say 10 years or so well you know I'm really excited that when I first when I moved here in 2015 you know Patala was being built Arrow was being built we're going to see more buildings like that uh, come to our downtown core which means we're going to see more people on the streets we're going to see more people going in and out of toggles uh, in and out of uh, Seoul, uh, in and out of the independent, and frequenting and just really bringing a vibrant, uh, a vibrant street life to to Everett. And so, on top of that, and for me and my my personal, in my personal belief and personal opinion, uh, those are very powerful draws for, to bring in Class A businesses because you know uh, employers follow talent, and so to build. It, to cultivate talent, you need to have good amenities, such as restaurants, such as theaters, such as a, uh, such as public spaces and squares, and such as food truck festivals. These those bring people to cities. Um, ways to recreate bring people to cities, and so creating the space to allow that is a bit of a. Uh, the snowballing effect you allow more people in more people shop more people come because more stores can open more people come and then you have an opportunity for a, a like a, a a branch of a of a google saying oh well we need a little more office space a lot and we need you know to we need we need the office space to handle a programmers for manufacturing the manufacturing sector we're doing so let's go to everett there's a lot of there's a talent base there there's people there people like to live there they, I, we know they can get to work and so with that you're going to see a lot of growth and and development in everett which is why i'm so optimistic about this plan how do we make sure that growth is sustainable for everett uh, so sustainable in what ways there's out of curiosity there's like environmentally sustainable no i, I mean like you know, so we don't feel, I mean, I hate to criticize Seattle, but you know, people are being pushed out of Seattle. We're seeing people coming here. That's more what I mean is how does, how does our growth fit into the, you know, the natural, uh, Everett, you know, without pushing people out or changing Absolutely. it too much, you know, because at the end of the day, you know, this is a community and people who are coming here are, you know, we're welcoming, welcoming them, welcoming them into our community. And what we want to do is make sure that this is a place where we can all call home. And with, and so honestly, that's a broader question about your about Everett policy in general. And um, so I'll, I'll I will I'll, I'll address it a little bit. So with uh, the Metro plan, we have a really we have some really great tools for affordable housing incentives, making sure that we can have mixed uh, that in, uh, developers have the choice to to exercise the incentives, and we will come out with mixed income housing. Okay, that's yeah. cool. Again, not mandatory, but mm -hmm. incentive based. Yeah, uh, and I'm not necessarily saying that I'm not I'm not coming at it from a position, you know. Like, oh no, no, no! I just it's amongst. Sometimes it could be a, a buzzword, and I want to be very clear in our in my communication that this is an incentive-based policy that people can make the option to choose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and but then on top of that, though, you know, taking off my, you know, uh, 
you know, for in my personal opinion, I think when it comes to housing, one of the larger and broader challenges here in our country, and I think Everett is emblematic of it, is that we have a missing middle in our, in uh, in how we house folks. So, if like the majority of folks here in Everett are housed in uh, single-family detached homes, uh, but then the second largest one it comes into multifamily rentals. And so basically you have two ends of the spectrum. You have either giant multifamily homes like Arrow, which are great, wonderful spots, or you have single-family detached homes, which are low density and you know hard for transit and access. What we don't have is a lot of that missing middle, which is townhomes, which is uh, quadruplexes as opposed to duplexes, which is uh, bungalow style uh, cottage communities. And these building types were, I mean, bungalow, uh, bungalow communities were very popular in Los Angeles pre-war. And so they were smaller homes, common gardens. Uh, it's a very, it is, and it also allowed you to get the density you needed so you could, you know, either families could have one car or no cars and could either utilize mm -hmm. transit or if they one needed to use the car they had, the other part, portion of the family could utilize transit. But what happens is we, we don't really have, um, and that's not just Everett, but I would say this region in general doesn't really have a, a solid, uh, a solid way of making sure that we are growing that middle that that middle housing. And there's a lot of reasons that go into that, which could be an entirely different podcast from our land use rules to how things are built to the financing structure we have. It gets really complicated really quick. So, totally. Yeah. What are some of the things you're most excited about in Metro Everett? Oh, well, again, for me, uh, I love, uh, as a big fan of, you know, creating urban environments where they make the most sense, like in downtown Everett, I'm really excited to see these building heights that will allow for more apartment buildings to come in here. Uh, getting more people located in the downtown core is just a, is a really excellent uh, way to start driving growth. And I, and also building a, you know, vi uh, it's more people to take advantage of the Shack Art Center, more people to enjoy, more people to enjoy live in Everett, more people to enjoy our restaurants and to really build this vibrant downtown. And so that for me uh, is just one of my favorite experiences. When I travel, I, I love going to cities that have those vibrant downtowns, that have those vibrant public spaces. It's a really energizing effect and you know, bringing that to, the, to this area is, is just gonna be fantastic. So I'm excited about <clears throat> Metro Everett and um... But there is something that uh, you know. I know a number of people are, are probably thinking, and I, I don't. I don't know if this probably isn't something necessarily that you guys um, think about in, in the planning commission. But uh, maintaining the the character and the historic buildings of, of downtown Everett. Mm -hmm. Actually, yeah. So there are we we have addressed that. There's actually an entire section in the Metro Everett plan about uh, historic preservation. So we do have a historic overlays. We because the okay. character. Because going back to the previous question, the character of Everett is, is so, well, A, awesome and amazing. B, it is going to be a driving force because you don't want to go into just a sea of all the same. You want to have that, you know, certain je ne sais quoi that makes this town so wonderful. And you want to see that continue. And uh, so with that, it, we, we, worked, we, have, uh, we have incentives for his, preserving historical overlays. We have, we have a historic overlay section. And so we are going to, we, so there is in the Metro Plan, part of uh, the uh, ways to make sure that we preserve that those unique buildings so the commerce building will be there for another hundred years so that buildings that really add that unique character to to Everett are there as well so there's cool. definitely there's definitely uh, tools in there to make sure that we preserve those key elements and features that's awesome I think so 
Very nice. Yeah, yeah that's exciting stuff. It really is. I mean, and uh, and for for uh, for a myriad of reasons, especially you know the changes that we're doing down to the station district area, uh, that's really exciting as well. That'll allow for more transit-oriented development in that area, which is you know would lower our carbon footprint because the set well. It used to be the number one uh, source of carbon in our region came from our transit. So the cars we drive is the number one source of carbon. Unfortunately, now it's forest fires, but uh, carbon from our cars is now number two. Hmm. It's still number two. So getting transit-oriented development is a very green way for us to start helping out our environment. And are there um, plans for the near future for changes in transit, or is it more just preparing for kind of like the future light rail and transitioning kind of that district over there? Uh, right now, a lot of the conversations in regional transit focus around preparing for the light rail. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Nice. And then, um, are there any other things that the Planning Commission is working on right now, as far as big changes, or is Metro Everett kind of the main thing? Me- you Metro Everett, on? as it as because this is the kind of the last portion that we'll have our hands on it for, we're kind of gearing up to focus mostly on on that. Makes and, sense. Uh, so that's kind of going to be what's on our horizon right now. Cool, and we'll have links to the Metro Everett plan in our in our show notes on our website. Yeah, um, and um, yeah, so thanks. That's no, absolutely. Um, yeah, so feel free to email metro at everettwa.gov for questions. Go to the website where, like you said, in the show notes, and uh, there will we will be discussing Metro Everett on May fifteenth uh, at the city uh, city hall, um, as well as June fifth. Cool. So if you want to come, learn more, listen more, make your voice heard. Please do it. Awesome. And while we're at it, if you have it handy, what is the website? Uh, the website, I do not have handy. Okay, no worries. I have the email yeah. handy. We'll make sure nice. to, uh, to include it. Um, so we're going to transition and do some Everett questions that we ask all of our guests. All right. And um, we're, we're running a little bit long on time here. Oh, so sorry we'll probably, about that. Oh, that is no, quite it's okay. all right. It's like fascinating um, stuff we want to... Yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it is cool stuff. A lot to talk about there. But yeah, we'll kind of... Uh, blaze through these. So how have you seen Everett change since you've been here? Well, I think uh, the way I've seen Everett change is a preamble to what we'll see with the, with the downtown metro plan in place. There's been a lot of vertical growth in the downtown. There's been a lot of revitalization. There's been a lot of real energy being pumped in here. The people who've done great things here, uh, it's beginning to get traction. It's beginning to get noticed. Uh, and so there's, you can just, it's just a growth in energy and opportunity has been what I've noticed a lot. Nice. Mm-hmm. What do you think Everett's best kept secret is? Um, so I would say kind of two. First off, running along East Marine View Drive. Oh. I love that. I'm training for a marathon. I love that run. It's nice. a good one. And then when I was knocking doors down in, in South Everett, uh, just across the street from the uh, South uh, Everett Li- Public Library, there's this block of stores, uh, Pacific Market, Totus Locos, and Fo Hung. Oh, yeah. That play, th- that little block, there's, they're all fantastic. They kind of became my little home from home when yeah, I was working. Yeah, I wanted to try Tortoise Locos since they moved to the bigger location. Yeah, yeah. do it. It's cool. Yeah. So what do you have against West Marine View Drive for running? Yeah. <laughs> you, you just like East Marine View better, huh? Uh, you know, there's it's nothing a- good. I, West Marine View Drive is fantastic, but I, I always... I can never not take on that challenge, and so I always run up that hill instead of mm, down. Uh, and that's a and that's a tough that is a tough hill. Like it's a long one. You're like, oh, that's not too bad, and then you're like halfway through it, you're like, what mistake have I made? Yeah. Why did I do this to myself? <laughs> yeah, and everyone knows about West Marine View Drive. Yeah, East exactly. Marine View Drive is where all the cool kids it's, are running now. Exactly, that's true. That's right. I guess we were talking secrets. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that exactly. makes that People, makes more sense. Yeah. Uh, do you think Everett is misunderstood, and if so, why? Um. 
I would say that misses the point a bit. We're not misunderstood. I mean, we are, we are, we are. What we have here is is awesome, and what I think is going on is not so much misunderstood because our sophisticated fantasticness isn't uh, isn't being projected enough for people to hear. So you know, it's there, and all the great parts of us are here. We just need to be a bit louder and prouder about it because you know what, Everett is great. I am proud to be part. I am proud to live in Everett. I am proud to say I'm from Everett. And whenever, whenever I run into somebody who is like in Seattle, and they're like, oh, Everett, isn't it blah, blah, blah? And I'm like, no, 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 friend. It is fantastic. And I will tell you a million reasons why. And that's usually when I like, trap them in a corner at that networking event I'm at and then like list them all out. <laughs> like, nice. Wow, that guy really likes Everett. Oh exactly. <laughs> what do you awesome. think Everett needs, if anything? Ooh, um, I would say more of... Um, well, it does, which is more of what we got in terms of culture, food, uh, the, the type of things that our people here are doing. But ultimately, what we need more of in the physical space is housing and transit. Mm-hmm. Mobility is key. Connectivity is key uh, for us to grow, for us to uh, make sure our growth is equitable and can reach all people. And housing is what we need because we're not going to get that growth. We're not going to have that opportunity unless we make sure housing is done. We have the housing stock we need and we have an equitable an equitable housing solutions. So housing and transit. Mm-hmm. And so more amazing, so people can enjoy more of the amazing local businesses we have. For sure. Yeah. What is your greatest hope for Everett's future? Mm, my greatest hope for Everett's future, that is a, it's a deep question. I know, right? I know. I think in the short term, it my greatest hope, and I, I, I caveat hope because I know what's going to happen. This is a hope that I know will be realized is that people will come to see how fantastic the city is because we, you and I know this, we all here know this. And so it's, it's, I ha- it's a hope right now, but it's a hope that I know that will be realized. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Great answers. Yeah. Love it. It's Good almost stuff. like you prepped for those. I, I most certainly did. <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah. Um, you want to play a game? I always want to play a game, yeah. Sweet. Mm-hmm. So we have a little game we like to play called Fast Favorites. All We're right, let's do this. you five questions. If you can answer in 60 seconds, you win a prize. All right. Okay. Um, you want to ask the questions, Tyler? I'll watch the clock. Sure. Okay. I'm ready if you guys are ready. Oh, I was born ready. Let's nice. do this, friends. Me too. Uh, what's your favorite place to eat? According to my Mint account, it is Shushu, Narrative, and Fomai. Nice. What's your favorite place to drink? Again, according to Mint account, I looked this up, the Independent in Blue Water. Nice. Favorite place to watch the sunset? A little west side love, Grand Avenue uh, Park during a run at sunset. Nice. Uh, favorite word to describe Everett? Rising. Perfect. Uh, what do you like to do when you have, favorite thing to do when you have free time? <laughs> free time. What's that? Yeah. Uh, I, if When I find it, it's cooking and woodworking. Nice. Yeah. I'm yeah. building a bench right now. Nice. Right on. Good. That's 60 cool. seconds? That was yeah, 30 no, that, seconds. Yeah, no, that was great. Uh, oh. You said Pho Mai. Is that the one on like 47th? Uh, yeah, that's the one on Evergreen 47th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, it is fantastic. Uh, I would recommend the banh mi with cotton pork. It is super, super yummy. Ooh. And Everett Sound Tea. Maybe you already have one of those. If you do, we'll maybe try to find something else for you before you leave. But This is fantastic. 12 local bands, so one album, Everett Sounds Volume 1. Ooh. Yeah. Oliver Elf Army. Can we just talk about how great of a name that is? Yeah. Let's talk about how good of a band they are. Henry. <laughs> yeah, I know Henry's Henry, in that band. <laughs> Henry plays bass in that band. So that's funny. All right. Oh, so. the music. I don't know about the music. The name, though. No. The name. Yeah. I have seen. Um, all right. Give us, awesome. uh, give us a plug one more time. Where can people find about uh, Metro Everett? 
Um, well, you can come to uh, the Planning Commission Council. Uh, sorry, as I was. All right, I'm gonna start over. <clears throat> come to the Planning Commission May 15th and June 5th to sit down, uh, hear about it. Go to our uh, any questions you have to metro at everettwa.gov, and you can go to uh, you can find the metro website from everettwa.gov backslash metro. Cool. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, thanks, thanks for being on the show. Appreciate oh, thanks it. Thanks for having me. It's been a blast. Cool. Cool. All right. So everybody, thanks for hanging out for the Live in Everett podcast. If you have any feedback, questions, comments, drop us an email at podcast at liveineverett.com. If you're listening to iTunes, take a minute, rate us, maybe give us a comment. It helps a ton. And you can keep up with all the good things happening around Everett by subscribing to our free weekly newsletter, The Weekly Goodness, which goes out every single Monday and is packed full of upcoming events, our latest podcast and video of the week, a recap of what's new on the blog, all that good stuff. You can subscribe for free over on the website, liveineverett.com slash subscribe. And thanks again to Alex Lark for joining us today in this super, super hot uh, room. Uh, special thanks to Oliver L. Farmy for our theme music and to our producer, uh, Henry J. By the way, Henry has a radio show every Friday night on 90.7 KSER FM. It's called The Stereo Wire. It's on at 8.30 p.m. and it's my favorite radio show. Uh, good things happen in Everett because of you. Thanks so much for listening to me to part of this wonderful city. Have a great week, everybody. This is why we're Everett till the grave.